Good morning. So let's turn in our Bibles. Uh, turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5 on our journey. We're in our second week of this journey series uh, of messages in 2023. We're going through the writings of Luke. Uh, just a couple of quick things. Um, you see the map uh, behind me as well as some of you have the, uh, the map on your table as well. A little retractable uh, map. Uh, the, uh, the map kind of changed, you know, when we're reading the Old Testament, we read about the Northern Kingdom and the Southern Kingdom and all those things. But after the Babylonian exile, and they're coming back, uh, back to their homeland, things had kind of changed. By the time we get to the New Testament period, first century, uh, Israel had three primary regions. You'll see those on the map as Galilee, that's in the farthest part north. Samaria is right in the middle. And in the southern part is Judea. And that, of course, reminds us of the southern kingdom, uh, Judah. So uh, just to kind of give us some visuals along the way. Uh, real quick, historical background, quick points concerning Luke. Luke is the author of uh, the books that we're going to be reading this year. Uh, one is Luke was a physician. Luke was a physician that traveled uh, with the apostle Paul. Having traveled uh, with Paul... Uh, uh, he went on his part of his second missionary journey, all of his third, even went with him back to Jerusalem and then on his way to Rome. Paul even mentions that uh, Luke alone is with me in Rome. So, you know, Luke is somebody that was close uh, with the Apostle Paul. We also discover Luke is well-educated, well-educated individual, well-traveled, uh, because of the language that he uses. He, you can see this classical Greek in his language. Uh, you can see his description of the geography as someone who is well-versed in, in, in traveling. Uh, so we'd see that uh, throughout his writing as well. Luke also holds the distinction of being the only Gentile uh, author of, uh, within the New Testament. I find this interesting, you know, of course, I've had this, you know, some of you have mentioned this to me. I even had a pastor that I met with this past uh, Friday, and uh, the pastor, you know, was like, uh, how do you know that, uh, you know, we, we don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews? And he said, how do you know that wasn't a Gentile author? And I said, because I don't think a Gentile would be writing a book about the Hebrews. And he's like, well, good point. And uh, it would take someone who really knew the Hebrew people, knew the Jewish people really well to, you know, to be able to write a book uh, to them. So Luke was the only Gentile to write any part of the New Testament. That includes Hebrews. Uh, he wrote to someone named Theophilus. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about Theophilus, but he's the recipient. But the most important thing is his purpose. We find Luke's purpose in writing this two-volume set. We find it in chapter 1, verse 4. And it's summarized this way. It says, uh, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. That's his goal. He wants you to, in other words, he's writing and he's saying, listen, I want you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt. I want you to know the word he uses here, certainty. No, no doubt, no question at all that the things that you have been taught and the things that you have been instructed in concerning what? Concerning the person and the ministry of Jesus, that you can know with certainty that these things unfolded uh, exactly as they did. That's very important for us. That should be our goal too. That when we're finished with this year, when we're finished uh, with uh, going through Luke's writings, that we should be encouraged in our faith and we can say, you know what? I know for certain the things that happened uh, in Jesus' ministry. So I want you to know that. I want you to know with certainty about the person and the work of Jesus. Now we began last week with Jesus speaking uh, at the synagogue in Nazareth. Nazareth, of course, was Jesus' hometown. 
Uh, and many of the Jews in Nazareth, they expected the grace of God to be upon them even without faith, uh, without having to express faith, without certainly expressing faith in Jesus. They wanted the grace of God without those things. Jesus was saying to them, in, in summary, that you know, if you want to see miracles, if you want to experience the grace of God, then you need to come before God the same way that the Gentiles did during the ministries of Elijah and Elisha. Now that outraged them. I mean, you can imagine, you're, you know, Jesus saying, hey, Elijah had to go all the way to this place, and Elisha had to go all the way to this place. So, you know, they were going to Sidon. If you look on the map, you see Tyre. Sidon's just north of that. You know, you see on the other side, you see Syria. You know, that's, this is, you know, Elijah and Elisha had to go in great lengths and minister to those people. And he says, you want to experience miracles here? You have to have the type of faith that they had, the Gentiles had in those places. Uh, that was fighting words for them. I mean, they were so outraged with Jesus. It was, it was to the point that Jesus is just beginning his ministry, and they're already anxious to kill him. They're ready to throw him off a cliff. And the point here is this. God's grace is available. It's available to everybody. It's available to Jew and Gentile. It's available to everyone, but it's not automatic. It doesn't just happen automatically just because you're Jewish, just because of you're living a good life, just because you're a good person or you do good things. It's not automatic. It requires faith. And then we discovered that there was no mention of Jesus ever returning to Nazareth. At that point, he moved on and went to tons of areas and spoke to in synagogues throughout Galilee, but never again is it mentioned that he went and returned, returned home uh, to his hometown of Nazareth. So he then, after that, he left to a city called Capernaum. Capernaum is right on the Sea of Galilee. Uh, this is, uh, is going to be the home of Peter. This is their, this is their yeah, operations home base, and it becomes Jesus' home base of, of operations. And Jesus, so he goes to Capernaum, uh, where he could be found preaching every Sabbath in the synagogue there. Uh, the scriptures tell us, and Luke tells us, that Jesus was, uh, most Sundays could be found in the synagogue uh, at, on, on the Sabbath, uh, rather, in uh, Capernaum. And the Bible tells us, at least on one occasion, that he spent the entire night, and I'm sure he did this more than once, but he spent the entire night performing miracles by healing people of various diseases. Then he stated that, then, then he rather started preaching in synagogues all around Galilee, uh, all around Galilee on the Sabbath. So then we come to chapter 5, and that's going to be our focus today. And chapter 5 has five parts, five narratives, and we often read them in isolation with each other. Uh, let me share with what they, these five are, and you'll say, yeah, I've heard them, probably sermons on all five of these, and I've, I've done it, and I will do it again. Uh, but it's important for us to see a big picture in how they're related to one another. But here's what they are. Uh, Jesus calls disciples uh, to become fishers of men. We probably heard sermons on that one, right? Yeah, become fishers of men, and that was the focus of that, that sermon. And then the second, the second you know, theme is that Jesus heals a leper. And we've heard about that, and we hear about Jesus healing this man that was covered uh, with leprosy. And then the third one is the, the man, that, the paralytic man, had the friends that came and dug the hole and dropped him down through the roof. And we've heard entire sermons just on that particular passage. 
And then there was the next one where Jesus uh, calls Matthew as the tax collector. And we, we hear sermons about that and how, how t- uh, Matthew dropped what he was doing and followed Jesus. And then we come to Jesus con- being confronted about the disciples and their lack of fasting and how they, their behavior. And like, well, John the Baptist, his disciples behave this way and they, they, they pray and fast and do all these things. And your disciples, uh, they're, they're acting a little bit different. And we typically divide those five things up, right? We typically have a sermon on each one and we isolate it and we read it out and it's, that's, that's good, that can be important for us to do. But this morning I want us to see how they are related to each other. How this, is, how this chapter really uh, builds, each narrative builds on the previous and helps us to understand the gospel a little bit better 